Hi, this is Jay Ratner, and this is the Art Department. This episode of the Art Department is brought to you by Sketch. Sketch is well known as the definitive tool for digital product design, but its powerful vector editor and easy to use interface make it the perfect tool for any designer. And with libraries on Sketch Cloud, you can share your design system or style guide with your whole team. From illustration and iconography, to web, branding, and even board game design, Sketch has everything you need to get started on your next project. Whatever you're making, make it with Sketch. And you can get started for free today by going to mofone.network slash sketch. That's mofone.network slash sketch. Welcome everybody to my brand new show. It is called The Art Department and I am your host, Andrew Sale. Now, as you can tell from the title, this show is going to be about all things art. And here's a quick rundown of how we're going to do that. Uh, It's not going to be broad scope, lots of uh, flowery, fluffy details about people's lives. Although we love getting to know the artists that we've gotten to know over the years. This show is going to dive a little bit deeper into more specific territory and it might be talking to an artist who has a very unique defined style and us really digging into what that is how they achieve that what what it took for them to get there all these various components that lead to this it might also be about um, something a big turning point in that person's story and really focusing in on that key moment in their career or it might even be talking about a piece or two that they have just done or they're getting ready to reveal and really really digging in to the various components maybe some people who we haven't had an opportunity to talk to in the past and then maybe even a few who we've talked to but really get to dig into something specific that I wanted to know about either way we're gonna have a ton of fun along the way So let's get things kicked off with our very first guest. I could not be happier than to talk with my good friend, Jay Ratner. Jay is a Walt Disney designer, and he is just the nicest, coolest guy you'll ever meet. And uh, man, sitting down and talking to him about some really cool opportunities that have come his way, I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. So without any further ado, here is Jay Ratner. So, Jay, we have been friends now for how many years? Probably four? At least, yeah, at least four. It's been a bit, and it's yeah. been uh, quite a ride. You were you were very early on in our, in our, you were one of our first kind of podcast family members um, <laughs> yeah. that, that kind of got welcomed into the fold. And since then, it has been quite a ride. Um you have when we first met you worked at well you still you worked at disney when we first met you we we were connected to you through creative south and we got a chance to uh to hang out a little bit 
at Creative South. And then that kind of got parlayed into a relationship, brought yeah. you on the show, talked to you there. And then we see you every time we go to Florida now. Um, yes. And it's not just because uh, you're one of our gateways into Disney, although that doesn't hurt. But no. it is uh, we we genuinely enjoy hanging out with you, spending time with you, and and talking with you. At some point, I will need to actually hang out with your family to make sure they're real. I see them in photographs, yes, but we've been like real. five minutes from them the last several years and still have yet to uh, to hang out. So maybe this year we'll see. Maybe we'll yeah, see they're if they're very real. I promise. <laughs> if if dreams come true, okay. So, um, for those uh, who aren't familiar with you, it's been a bit since you've been on the show. Um, I would describe your your approach to art as being very graphic in not gr like not explicit, very right. <laughs> graphically driven. Right. So, um, yes. you bring a, a graphic designer's touch to your illustrations would, would you would you say that's a yeah. fair assessment that sounds pretty good yeah okay <laughs> um you do these very intricate patterns but they're not patterns it's just kind of very deep um small detailed images that are that are comprised of of lots of smaller tiny images right. um and it's kind of uniquely you and every time i see one of your pieces I don't even need you to show it to, for me to know that you did it because it's become so recognizable to me now. Um, cool. And you, while you have been doing work for the mouse for, I, I did the math the other day. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, seven or eight years now, right? Yeah, it'll be uh, It's about seven and a half, almost seven and a half. Cool. So, I'm so, yeah, you're okay. right. Yeah. Um, cause I was reminiscing the other day talking about you and realizing that it was what I thought, you know, two or three years ago, you got your Pluto pin, Oh yeah, yeah. which is your, your five year deal. And, um, so we, you've worked for the mouse for a little bit. Um, and people may have seen your work from, from time to time, mm -hmm. but what is so special now is you, you're coming out from behind the, the proverbial curtain right? Yes. Um, because you work for, maybe this is something I need to clarify for people because you work for Disney, like big D Disney, you know, capital D, um, you, your work gets is behind the copyright of Disney. Like you don't, your Correct. name doesn't go on what you do. Uh, so the design work that you do, whether it's for the you know the forward-facing public or for the cast members who are using the pieces that you do, um, and if you don't know what we're talking about, you can go back in the archive and find the episode where we talk about what what Jay does because that's not what this episode is all about. Um, but whether you're whether you're a cast member using it or a public person using it, there's no name attached to it. They don't know right. Jay Ratner is the one who did this piece, right? Right. And so. Um, I can imagine being a lover of Disney growing up uh, as a lover of Disney myself. And we're going to talk about you here in a second. I promise um, yeah. <laughs> that uh, there's something while that is very cool and is very exciting and is what many people would ex expect to be a dream job. There mm. is still this component that's missing of the putting the artist to the work that they do. And so talk to us about what you get to do this year, which is uh, 
uh, maybe your your first foray into the the public Disney sphere. Yeah, so I'll actually be having three new pieces of art that um, I'll have for Wonderground Gallery, and those will actually debut um, at the Epcot International Festival of the Arts. And so that's something for me that has never, you know, happened until now where I'll actually have my art out there for sale to the public because I have had, you know, some things that I've done for the Disney Parks blog um, or some other social media channels uh, sometimes do have my name attached to it, but this is definitely like the next step for me and, you know, a whole other level um, that, you know, is just kind of, you know, really exciting. So, so let's take a step back. Let, let's talk about your history. Mm-hmm. Growing up, where did you grow up? Uh, in New York. So New I was born York. in the yeah, born in the Bronx. Then we moved upstate, um, but then I went back to uh, went to school in Brooklyn. But you didn't li- so you didn't live in Disney territory. Did you grow up as a I Disney kid? Yes, definitely. Okay, we did so you- vacation to Disney, and you know those family vacations were definitely the favorite. Okay, so, so the, the, yeah. you still did you you pilgrimaged to Disney. This was yes. your this was something that you did as a family. What what did it look like for you when you first moved to Florida? Did you move to Florida with the intent to work for Disney? Did you move to Florida knowing that that was going to happen, or where was the jump between that from living yeah, in New so York to now? I did, yeah, I did move to Florida knowing that I was going to work for Disney because I had an internship lined up um, after graduation. So I was actually working in the same building where I'm working now on a different floor, but it's kind of like coming back home. So that was, you know, really great. But um, yeah, I had a graphic design internship right out of school. And then, um, you know, definitely my dream was to always stay and work for Disney. But after the internship, you know, there wasn't an opportunity that was right for me to stay. So I did leave and, you know, worked at a few other companies doing graphic design work for like the next five years. And so it did take me a little bit to get back and fall into the right, you know, the right role. Yeah, so so your love for Disney has has been a mainstay in all of this. Your yeah, love, definitely. Uh, and, and I want to know uh, what draws you to that. But in just a moment, I want I kind of mm-hmm. want to dive into what that actually looks like for you. But what what did it feel like? How did the conversation go when when Wonderground first approached you? Um, yeah. It was several months ago, right? Because we yes. like this has been yeah. a long time coming. It um, has been. What, what did that conversation look like? And, and talk me through the emotional, uh, the, the emotional journey that, that happened when you had that first conversation to now. It's weird because there was like, for me, two conversations going on. One in my head, actually three, I guess, because the other person on the other line, one in my head, and then me actually trying to verbally speak to them about what, you know, this looks like for me moving forward and what you know, is expected. And um, so it was, it was really exciting. I'm, you know, just, I was definitely nervous, but, um, you know, I just knew that this was really something I really, really wanted. So, um, you know, I just uh, made sure I asked the right questions and just was soaking it all in. It was, it was pretty great. Was it more or less magical knowing that you already work for Disney? Did it, did it affect the level of excitement, like if, if 15 years ago, pre Disney professionalism, would you have felt more or less excited at that point? Or, or does, because you know how hard it is now, because you've been working in it, 
does that elevate it? I don't know. I feel like it was elevated for sure. Cause I just, you know, uh, know that, it, that there's a difficulty to it and that, you know, it's something that I've been pining after for a really long time, trying to figure out how to make happen. And, you know, this was just definitely, uh, a dream come true. <laughs> yeah. So is there a precedent set for existing cast members who work already in the design area of the company? Uh, is there a precedent set for them then coming out from behind the, the curtain? Is there, are there many other people who do this? Um, believe it or not, I think for Wonderground there are not. But I, be- I, think- I, I would believe that because, I mean, I, I look at the artists that are regularly kind of filtering through the, the gap the, through Underground and they, they tend to get 15 artists that mm-hmm. they bring in rotation. There's not like a right. bit. You're, you're not part of a big family. You're part of a close knit group of people. Right. Yeah. Um, and everyone that I could think of was contractors. I, I tend to equate contractors with wonderground gallery and then i equate illustrators or designers with the company at large mm-hmm. so so are, are they is there a special consideration that has to be met no. for you to do this did you have to talk to your supervisor to make sure there wasn't conflict of interest like how does that whole what, what does that that juggling game look like no i mean i honestly don't know anything about the you know decision making (laughs) but um you know i think your the expectations of me are what they would be i think for anyone else so you know i certainly was excited to tell my team that this was going to be happening and they've all been just extremely supportive and you know it's something that i do in addition to my full-time job sure um you're not working on this during work hours right right so it's it's kind of like I am, you know, sort of freelancing for it in a way because it's, you know, on my own time. But yeah, um, so they, they contract you and without getting terribly specific, you're you're getting paid for this separately. You're getting a check cut to you that is not contingent upon your salary check, right? It is, it's a separate, and right. yeah, it's a separate so, division of the company. Yeah. yeah. So they all they all work independently. Well, so I'm really excited for you. I remember. Thank you. When you first told us a couple months back that this was on the horizon and you weren't really mm-hmm. allowed to talk about much yet other than this was happening and you were going to be making a public right. announcement soon. I remember uh, texting Patrick <laughs> the second you said it and said, uh, so we need to go ahead and just book our tickets to Florida because we've, <laughs> we've done International Festival of the Arts. This is their third year, right? Yeah, this is the third year. Yep. So we've done it every year up to this point, uh, though a whopping twice. Uh, we, <laughs> we've done it to support Jared Mariama, Noah Elias, a couple of our friends who who are regularly featured there. But we weren't, we didn't know, we hadn't really talked about whether or not we were going to go back this year. Um, but the second that that became a reality, we knew that like there was no question we need to go and and be a part of this because it's so exciting. Um, and you were just elated uh with with that so without kind of diving uh too deep into the the ushy gushy emotional <laughs> part of it let's let's yeah. shift over to talk about the actual work you yeah, you're sure. debuting three pieces you've already shown the pieces on um social media so you can go yep. check those out 
but uh, let's walk through the three different pieces and sure. just kind of go, just tell tell the story. Tell what drove those pieces. Were they dictated? Did you get to choose? Why the composition that you ended up going with? All those various things. Let's really kind of get in the nitty gritty of each of these three pieces. Okay. So, I mean, really the only uh, expectation that I was given was um, that they at least wanted to see one Epcot piece just because, you know, it is for, for debuting at the festival. So um, that was kind of really the only thing that I, that I had going in with. And it was pretty, pretty much up to me as to what subjects I wanted to do. So um, I did come up with the idea to do Sleeping Beauty, a figment, um, and then now an aerial. And I, you know, would let them know that first to say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. And then making sure that that was okay in case for, for whatever reason, there was already a lot of Sid Beauty or already a lot sure. of Ariel. More, more that was... from the perspective of coordination. Yeah, exactly. Not for permission necessarily. Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to make sure too that, you know, whatever I selected was going to be exciting for me right out sure. the gate. So you know, that was difficult to figure out at first. I don't, and nothing about this was easy. <laughs> like okay. everything, every step, there was like a, a, a struggle with decision-making, but, um, you know, it was still, it was still exciting. So I think also what drove, like, for instance, Sleeping Beauty, my daughter, Lily, and she, at that time, that was playing in our house, like every day. And it is second to Snow White. It's probably my all-time favorite uh, Disney film. Um, I just, everything about that, that movie is amazing. So can, um, so can I pause you there? Because yeah, yeah. It, it surprised me knowing your deep, deep love for <laughs> the Snow White film. Um, it surprised me to not see it come up on, on the list. And w- was that intentional on your part? W- was that a property that wasn't meant to be featured? Like what? What drove you to not do that? Because it seemed like for me, that was a given. I was like, yeah. okay, I can't wait to see his Snow White piece. <laughs> uh, and it didn't come. You know, I was thinking a lot about that because that was obviously in consideration. But I was also thinking about a lot of the work I've done previously, even just for myself. So, you know, I've done personal pieces with Snow White. Right. Um, I've done a lot of Sorcerer Mickey, which is he's my all-time favorite Mickey. For me also, it would be exciting to try to do subjects that and movies that I had not you know done art for sure before. so it was a, so, pers- a personal decision to challenge yourself yes exactly okay. that and just to do something new and um you know that in itself was just really exciting and then you know the fact that we had this you know movie on in our house basically every day on repeat um especially the I wonder scene where, where Aurora's you know dancing in the forest and stuff yep. which a lot of this piece is you know kind of driven after so sure um you know, I don't know, that was kind of, and with Figment, you know, I knew I had to do an Epcot piece, but growing up, Figment was a character I always loved. And oh, he was, uh, the, he was the face of Epcot and yeah, then exactly. went away for yeah. a while, yeah. but now he's back in full force. It seems like yes. and he's the face of the festival of the arts, right? He is. Yeah. He's like the ma- the main mascot for it. Yeah. And some of my earliest memories just, um, of going to Disney are at, the uh imagination pavilion and just like the times we had there so you know that was kind of the reasoning behind those but yeah back to sleeping beauty that was just you know second to snow white it was like this is the time you know to to tackle this so 
Well, it's it's phenomenal. So it, it absolutely you. brings your flair to it. You very much. I mean, there is just you just keep you just keep looking at it and you see more and more things hidden within this uh, this like tapestry of, of images. Um, but it but it ultimately does tell a story in it. Yeah. And, and it, it feels a bit more illustrative than maybe some of your other pieces. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that's exactly what I wanted to try and do with this one because I felt like I wanted to be able to tell a little bit of the story, but include you know all these elements and figuring out how to do that while staying true to what the story is and who the characters are. And um, so it was it was definitely a challenge, but um, I'm glad you could see that. So yeah, I mean it, it comes through it comes through full and I also am very familiar with your work so I can mm-hmm. I can pick up on some of the nuanced things that maybe um hopefully it translates to everybody when you when you just look at it. My hope is that people look at it and are just in love with the image, right? Yeah. Um so. <laughs> because it's super colorful, it's so dense, there's so much happening and the the characters are like 100% on model which mm-hmm. isn't what you can always expect from Wonderground pieces, right? I think kind right. of the, the beauty of Wonderground is Disney allows you to use their IP from your vantage point. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people take advantage of that, not in a bad way, but just right. if you're looking for traditional character pieces, Wonderground isn't, isn't your first stop for that. Yeah, um, and, if you, and I knew like going in that I wanted – for this piece specifically, I wanted these characters to be the true representation of themselves from the film. So um, if you kind of look at the Ariel piece, not to jump to that, but um, with Ariel, you can kind of tell I've taken some liberties to still keep her more on model, but she you know, does have a little bit of a, a different look to her. Yeah, sure. Um, so that's I'm, I'm glad that you said that because I think yeah. there's actually three distinct – your pieces – are three distinct pieces. They have three different approaches. Mm-hmm. They're all yeah. within your, they all use the same techniques and the same skill level. It's not like one looks better or, or more uh, like executed to a higher level than the other, but they are three different pieces. You could buy yeah. all three and not feel like you're getting duplicates because the figment piece is maybe a little bit less dense and is more mm-hmm. dimensional in right. its approach. And it's is a little bit more of a collage, uh, a little bit less of a collage and more of a scene, right? Right. And then you've got yep. your your Little Mermaid piece where, yeah, exactly. She's she's got a bit of a stylized look. Her and Flounder both have this stylized look to them, um, which I think gives them a bit more of a a cute factor. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the the right way of saying it. Maybe that's <laughs> not you know. I, I don't want to say not masculine enough because it's. A, it's a little mermaid print. It shouldn't be right. masculine at all, but, um, but that's absolutely how I would describe it. And you've got yeah. it kind of masked in, in this sure. circle. Yeah. So what, what was the determining factor as you were doing? Was it just to, to mix it up? Um, was um, it to br- I mean, showcase all it. your different kinds of things? Like what, what was it that made you choose to do three different approaches for these pieces? Yeah. I mean, that's definitely part of it. I think, you know, I definitely wanted there to be a quick visible difference for each piece, but yeah, the, you know, I actually, in the beginning, the intentions in my head anyway, were to do 
a full page for Arial of, you know, the elements filling the entire page. But as I actually started doing the sketches and stuff, I kind of realized that it might be a nice change from the other two, knowing what those were already kind of sketched out to be that this one should be in a different format of some kind. And just the way that things were taking shape as I was putting it together, um, that kind of dictated a little bit of my decision-making because I definitely could have taken it further. And I sort of just realized that this was, this kind of shape was really starting to work. Yeah. It definitely plays to the, the under the sea bubble, right? I mean, right. it definitely yeah, was... the round shape of that plays very well with the, the, the subject matter. Yeah, um, I thought it'd be fun to have the bubbles scattering off kind of like it sort of has, gives a little bit of motion to it. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 the the bubbles on the outskirts are kind of breaking that that hard right. line it right. makes it feel more organic the what what is it that and we've talked about this offline i believe off air mm -hmm. um but what is it that you do uh technically speaking so shifting a little bit to the the technical execution of any piece that you're putting out when you look at uh, something like this i think okay um he created it a bubble and is copying and pasting it all over or he created a star and he's copying and pasting it all over but that's not what you do uh -uh. No, no you you've no. chosen to go the hard way yeah there are there are like certain things that i know i need to be the same you know i, I will do a copy and paste but yeah i try to limit that to and, yeah and you're not using the mirror tool it's right. not like it's not like you create half the page and then you just flip it. Right. You, if anything, you can tell with Arial. Like I definitely wanted there to be some symmetry um, with with a couple of the floral elements and sure. some of the leaf work bubbles. But and yeah, the, for the, the most trident part, kind of being the kind of the anchor point there, and it yeah, feels yeah, very symmetrical. Yeah. Yeah, I think the eye kind of sometimes wants that. You know, even in in kind of the. Uh, the chaos in the middle of some of the chaos <laughs> but actually like even before i dive in for these i've done something i haven't really ever done before for a lot of these types of pieces because i know you've seen some that are these uh these multi-element pieces on my instagram or whatever but i actually did complete sketches for each one really um and and actually i just posted one for figment but i'm, I'm hoping to share the others but that I probably worked on the first one that I did was for Sleeping Beauty, which probably took me over a month to sketch out and composite because I was sketching out the elements that I knew were going to be important to have the main, you know, like the castle and the types of the shapes of the trees, the characters, and then figuring out how to piece all that together. I would go in and trace my sketch multiple times and trying to reposition them in a layout that was gonna gonna work. So that process was really exciting, but it was um, definitely uh, different from what I'm used to doing. But it actually made jumping in digitally a lot easier because once I had everything planned out in the sketch, which came together pretty well, then, you know, moving forward, I wasn't like having any like major surprises in my layout, like things not working out. And so I was trying to prevent myself from having any issues moving forward in some of the, the digital work, but I didn't sketch out every little piece too so there is once i had all the main components organized um, for all the pieces then i started to figure out what i wanted to do to fill everything in and that's where creating all these little you know extra elements and pieces that go into it come in um, so how do you choose when you're dealing with 
um, let's pick a specific piece here. Let's 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 stay on Little Mermaid for the for the, a second. Okay. H- how do you choose what elements of the story, specifically with Little Mermaid? I mean, there is there are endless, right? She's got who's yeah. it's and what's it's galore, right? There's a yeah. whole song about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how do you choose what elements to bring in? Um, is it solely personal to you, like things that that stayed with you, or were you trying to like reach, like dig deep for like the true fan who sees, mm-hmm. <laughs> like what 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 goes into choosing what these, you know what what hits the mark as quintessentially Little Mermaid that you have to fit in this piece? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a little bit of both of like what would I really love to see because you know this is you know something I'm. Uh, really excited about and then what would other people really like to see and of course I was watching the movie and you know doing my research that way too but um, I even made myself a list I think before I even watched the movie just based off of what I knew the trident you know and the crown were like instant Um, right Ursula's uh, shell was another one of course we want the dinglehopper Um, so I mean I I did want the focus mainly to be on Ariel so that's why I didn't bring in some of the other I mean there is Flounder and Sebastian but some of the other larger scale characters um, I just felt like I didn't really want to include them in this one because it's supposed to focus on Ariel but I mean it does like a hundred percent I think I I lost Sebastian in it entirely until I (laughs) took a closer look because it's the same color as her hair and her hair takes center stage. The flowing of it is, is absolutely stunning. If, if you're listening to this and you don't know what we're talking about yet, uh, stop what you're doing unless you're driving, just keep driving. (laughs) It's fine. Um, but stop what you're doing and go to, to Jay's, uh, Instagram is Jay Ratner, J A Y R A T N E R 81. And uh, just scroll back a couple posts and you will see what we're talking about. Um, but her hair is like phenomenal. Yeah, the hair is actually, I mean, this there was a lot of difficulties in this one, but the hair was the most difficult. I just, I don't know. And I think mainly because like my, it's pretty true to my sketch. And after I sketched it, I was like, oh man, this is, it's not going to turn out like this. <laughs> um, but you know, because she's and she's also known for that beautiful flowing red hair. So um, there was also a lot of pressure <laughs> to make sure that it looked and felt as great as we know it should be. Absolutely. And it's OK. So then over on the, the figment piece, mm-hmm. um, again, you took a different approach with that piece than you did with the other ones. Everything seems to be a little bit bigger. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot more um, a lot more focus on the main pieces. Yeah. And the, the background pieces are, are, are very much secondary in this yeah. piece, as opposed to the Little Mermaid piece where they take a little bit more uh, into consideration. So as you're, as you're laying out, essentially trying to personify Epcot, right? You're trying to, mm-hmm. you're trying to show the entire park through this piece uh, to, to a certain extent. What, how, how do you know what makes the cut with that? Like, how are you making the decision what's, what's going to go in there and what's not. Yeah. I mean, this, this one in particular, while it may not have as much uh, of that depth as some of the others actually had some of the most layout structure challenges. (laughs) A lot of it kept changing. And I think it was because I was, uh, I wanted to give the spotlight to a lot of different elements and trying to really figure out how to make all that fit together was just more difficult on this one. Um, 
but I think too, for, for this, I was really going after, you know, figments, uh, in, you know, to the journey into your imagination at the end of the ride currently, it's kind of this, you know, open flowing skyscape with um, all of his, uh, uh, you know, all of figment stuff all around. There's, you know, the music and flowers and the clouds. And um, so there's like a, a pretty chaotic type of feel to it. And this kind of, I think resembles that a little bit, but yeah, it does. Absolutely. But I wanted to, you know, try to include some of the structure of the building and some other little uh, things in there that definitely represent Epcot, like the, the logo and stuff. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Again, I knew too with the festival that I wanted it to have some sort of art, more art, artful component to it. So you know, we've got the paint and um, the palette with the paintbrush and stuff. So that was kind of my uh, thing. I knew I wanted to have to kind of um, represent more of the festival specifically. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this <laughs> this one, I just, I think I had the most uh, challenges on. But, um, but yeah, it, it finally came together. <laughs> so are you, do you know what the, when, when you're setting out for these, when, when you're starting the piece out, do you know what the outcome of them is going to be? Like, do you know if they're going to be printed on 16 by 24 canvas or print? Like, do you know what the, the final pieces will be? Um, as of right now, I still do not know. <laughs> okay. So you um, definitely didn't know, know as you were starting. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely did not. Um, I mean, I knew it was going to be, you know, there would be prints and canvas. So okay. that, that was a given um, as in terms of like sizing and everything. Um, you know, that I don't know for sure, but I kind of just uh, gauge that on some of what I know is already out there. And sure. It's those, safe to assume those... that you probably will get postcards as well. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that seems to be a, a pretty regular occurrence with Wonderground yeah. pieces because they have, they even have their, their postcard frames that you can buy where you can frame up like four of them. Right. Um, right. Which is great. Because great. they know that, not everybody can spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on prints, but every, when people walk in there, they want to buy everything they see. So they say, okay, right. you sp maybe spend a couple hundred dollars on this one canvas and then buy the other ones you like as, as postcards yeah, <laughs> or smaller yeah. prints, right? Um, Disney knows how to market things. I've learned that. <laughs> I've learned that over the years. Uh, yeah, yes. how, what would you like to see happen with these pieces outside of uh, the, the obvious um, – you know, wall hanging print pieces. What, what, what piece of merchandise um, would you like to see some of this land on if you had your pick? Oh. Man, uh, I definitely, I mean, even though it would be a print, I thought it'd be really great. Um, if the Sleeping Beauty one had was a framed piece, you know, some, you don't see as many of the, the framed ones, um, like a gilded frame. So, yeah. Something yeah. really elaborate like that could be really neat. Um, you know, I don't know. There's, there's bags out there and, t-shirts and I, I think the aerial one would be really cool on a t-shirt i agree um, like i think that lends itself really well to that yeah yeah i mean I, honestly anything that's gonna end up out there i'm gonna be super excited about and, so you don't get they, yeah. they won't talk to you about any of that stuff do you, when you do it you're signing over all reproduction rights right so they can then take those pieces and reproduce them on whatever or do they have to like how does that work because you yeah, submit I mean, this final artwork and then they can then dissect it, can't they? And yeah, I mean, once you hand it over to them, then we put our trust in them to and they own to it do, to do everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't reproduce any of this stuff. You're, you you have no rights right. to, to to 
print any of this on your own. If they chose to turn it into a magnet set, which would be oh, yeah, really cool. Sets, yeah. Like yeah. that would be sweet. I have several of, of Jared's magnets on my refrigerator and they've yeah. taken all those yeah, characters those and just put them in the tiny, you know, varying sizes. I think some of yours would lend itself well to that, especially the little mermaid piece with, you know, a little Sebastian, a little flounder, a big Ariel, And then yep. some of the smaller components I think would work really well. Disney, yeah. if you're listening, like <laughs> just listen, I think you'd sell these really, really well. Um, so what, what's your hope for people who are coming to the, uh, to the, to the, the festival? What's your hope for them to, when they see your pieces, uh, what's the feeling you're trying to, to kind of transport to them? Oh man. I, I mean, I hope they just, uh, get a real nice sense for, you know, not only just the movie, hopefully, you know, they're just puts a smile on their face, you know, and I, I think since there are so many uh, elements to these pieces, you know, I think it hopefully will, you know, make them stop and take a really long look at it so that they can make their way through everything. And, yeah, um, you know, just that in itself, I hope, you know, will be fun for them. So let me get real personal here uh, as <laughs> we kind of round the bases. Um, sure you're not an upfront guy. You are happy to take the back seat. Mm -hmm. uh, you're, you're happy to, to help, but you don't, you don't necessarily always uh, want people to, you don't want the credit. Like you're not out there. You're not an attention hog. You're not me essentially is what I'm saying. <laughs> like you and I are opposite people. Um, yeah. <laughs> how do you feel about doing these couple dozen signings with people who are going to be coming buying your work and wanting you as the artist to come and sign it for them like what what is that what is that doing to you are you anxious about it are you excited is are you nervous like all of the above <laughs> i'm everything um everything about it but uh I, you know i am i think because i've i have like all those things you said are, are pretty true. Um, but I have wanted this for so long. Uh, and I think, you know, I just feel real lucky to be able to go out there and, and meet people that are purchasing my art. And, you know, I am nervous, but I also, you know, am really looking forward to the opportunity to, to talk to people and hear their reactions and, you know, get firsthand on, you know, why that, why it is they chose this piece to purchase. And, yeah, you know, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I am nervous. Um, but I think, I think it'll be great. Well, I think it will be too. I, I can't wait. It's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, if you're listening to this, Jason is going to be there. Um, there's going to be a couple of other artists, Ashley Taylor. I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with, with Jared's work and you're familiar, uh, with Wonderground, you know who Ashley Taylor is, I think. Um, she's going to be at, at, uh, the international festival of the arts. So many reasons to go aside from the fact that you're at Disney, right? right? I mean, at the <laughs> yeah. end of the day, even if all the art is terrible, you're still at Disney, right? I mean, it's, yeah. you, you, and this you festival win. I feel like is really growing and it's been better and better every year. I mean, it was great on the first year, so it's just, you know, I think it's a special festival for sure. Absolutely. And so you'll be able to to catch Jason. I, I keep going back and forth between wanting to call you Jay and calling you Jason. So <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> that's why you hear like this hesitation. I'm like, Either I think one. The, you know that the first time that we met, like, didn't I say like, do you want me to call you Jay or Jason? You said, well, my friends call me Jay. 
So you can call <laughs> me Jason. I'm like, oh, okay. I uh, said that. <laughs> uh, it was it was something very similar to that. Yeah. Um. So now I'm apprehensive. I'm like, should like should oh, I man. say? Um. <laughs> but uh, they will be signing at uh, the Wonderground booth. You specifically will be there on various dates from the 20th of January all the way through the 25th of February. Yeah. Um. Yep. Check out uh his Instagram to see the specific dates because you've already put it all out there. Yep. It's um, all out there. The that's pretty much the entire run of the, of the it festival. Is, yeah. That's so, that's so. a pretty heavy stint. Maybe it's because yeah. you're local, so it's you easier know, for I, you to come back. I gave them times. as much availability as I could. That a boy. Know, that's it's, how you, you do know it. my first time out there, so I was just you know I'm ready to go. Yeah, sure. exposure, exposure, exposure. M- make sure you wear sunscreen. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's going to be a blast. We will have a, uh, an, an official meetup. Patrick and I are coming down, um, to celebrate with Jason and with all of our Florida friends. Uh, so stay tuned for more information on that. Follow our Instagram for that. Tell people Jay, where they can follow you and they can find you and they can support you and celebrate this super fun moment with you. Sure. Yeah. Um, you already said, but Instagram is jay ratner 81 and um you know that i'm mostly active on there but my website's also jratnerdesign.com and those would be you know the two best ways you wouldn't find a nicer guy and uh we say it all the time but you are our disney prince it's mostly oh. the hair <laughs> it's <you>. mostly <laughs> the hair um but uh, man it's a pleasure as always we cannot yeah, wait definitely. to come you. see you in a couple of weeks um go out there and uh, and and pick up some of Jay's work, make it so they can't ignore him anymore and they have to make more stuff with him. That's really what we want to have happen here. We Thank want you. them to leave the the thing making you sign a five-year contract for the next <laughs> five years to come back because you are in such high demand. That's what we want to have happen. That would be incredible. Couldn't happen to a better guy. Well, thanks, and uh, we'll talk yeah, to you soon. You. Thanks. that's it for the first episode of the art department thanks for stopping by you can find this on mofone.network where you can find this show as well as a whole bunch of other shows uh, including our entire archive over 300 episodes uh, talking to creatives and uh, designers illustrators poster makers game makers toy designers all over the place all over the world Uh, so you can find that at mofone.network the site has been completely revamped stripped down only to the content that you want that you need and making it easily accessible check it out today and don't forget to go check out mofone.network slash sketch to get your free trial of sketch today but that's all for now thanks so much and i'll see you soon I like that. I think that's how we'll go. Okay. I think that's good. I think the long, the pause was throwing me. Well, because in my mind, I'm thinking how I'm going to produce it. And yeah. there might be music, like a, a cut and then a little bit of music and then come back in. Right. Um, I'm just trying to get artistic with it. We'll see what that's happens. Fair enough.